Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Ofakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter on ofakind.com. Great work. Thanks. How's it going? It's great. Um, I have been wearing this belt a lot lately. Yeah. Um, it's like my new statement necklace. I, I've noticed. It's yeah. the thing that I wear to feel like I'm doing fashion. Yeah, like totally. Like I got dressed up. Like you put, um, you did more than put a t-shirt on and some jeans. That's exactly right. Um, Which we all need, especially as we're heading into sweater season, because oh that's gosh, like all so I wear true. then, a sweater and jeans. Same, and boots. And yep. boots. Same, yeah. same, same. It's the Lizzie Fortunato wide Georgia belt, specifically in the camel. You can do whatever color you want. I think the, the black's cam- pretty chic, too. It's really chic. I think the camel is just the like. It's that luggagey, yeah, luggagey so color. Pretty. I had you know? so many compliments on it. I think it looks so good with white pants. I think it looks so. G- I did something the other day where I wore it with like a roughed up boyfriend jean and i was super into that i just um wear it all the time i feel like belts are ready for their comeback i think that this is a good investment piece for you to feel like all of your dresses that you wore to death last winter are new again that's my shop your closet that's right yeah um and if you use the code a few things you can Mm -hmm. get it for 10 off that's right um what else do you want to talk about um i want to talk about what i want to talk about often which is really mundane stuff that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, Same. Specifically these things where I'm like, I'm so excited about this thing right now, but I can't put it in 10 things. I call it- Because people know about it. It's the pina colada. Because when I came back from the Bahamas and I had nothing for 10 things and I was like, the thing that I'm really excited about right now is pina coladas, but I cannot put that in 10 things. Yeah. You're like, do people, do you think people know about these? (laughs) Do you think they got like, they, (laughs) they haven't heard about about, them in a while. (laughs) Do people know about pina coladas? Are they ready for a comeback? (laughs) Yeah, Have they gone, have they gone long enough to have it come back? Did you try Googling for an article about pina coladas having a comeback? No, I instead identified the rum that the bartender at the resort had been using and found a GQ article about that. And they those pina coladas worked their way into 10 things. Congratulations. <laughs> you, you sure know what you're doing. That's right. Yeah. Do. You sure know what you're doing. Um, yeah, I think you do too. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> 
So tell me, so one of the things that you can't put in 10 things because everybody knows about AirPods, AirPods, which are the, they're just wireless earbuds from that Apple makes. And at first when they came out, I was like, oh, that that's like the new thing everybody has right now. I'll get those when I get them. And then I went to get them and they were $150. And I was like, JK, I'm not getting these. Yeah. I'm totally fine with my regular earbuds. I like wires. Fine. That's right. Like I have no problem with wires. And then, um, I bought a new Mophie because my old Mophie, which is a backup battery charger thingy case, my old Mophie died in the great car flood of 2017, which we've discussed at length on this podcast. So I went to get a new one and walked out the door all happy and was like, got my new Mophie. Come to find out the new Mophies do not have headphone jacks in them. Which is just really nasty. It is straight up collusion. Yeah. I was so mad i was like now i have to buy these airpods now you didn't just spend a hundred dollars on a mofi you spent 250 dollars oh my yeah. god i was that is crazy great. to me because you and you know people always have their conspiracy theories about apple like they start draining your battery when the yeah. new one comes out Planned or whatever exactly yeah. and i'm like yeah sure maybe probably i don't really care but this was like the facts were staring me straight in the face. <laughs> like Apple was like, Mofi, we will only sell this in our stores if you do not buy it, if you do not put a headphone jack in it. And it was a particularly urgent situation because on these really long runs that I've been doing for the marathon training, yeah. my phone dies but I because I need to listen to music the whole time. So my yeah. battery gets drained. So it's like, oh my God, I have to pony up for these $150 Air, Air, AirPods. Asterisk, they should be called airbuds we had a long taxi cab conversation (laughs) because it was like airpods doesn't make any sense apple spent a lot of time and energy teaching us what a pod is we did not know before we had no context for this so they're like a pod is this like small device that plays music for you okay fine we're on board and they did the same with earbud exactly and then they're like here is an earbud yeah so guess what these should be called airbuds guess why they're not (laughs) Ask a dog. (laughs) That's right. Ask a dog wearing a basketball jersey. Yeah. If he knows why. If he knows why, maybe. That's right. So then then I got the the AirBuds, the AirPods. We can just call them AirBuds. I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm comfortable with it. Then I got what I will insist on calling the AirBuds because I was just like... If I get a pair, I'll call them AirBud too. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That'd be lovely. The sequel. I obviously gave the man at the Apple store an earful about how annoyed I was. And Chris was just like, oh, my God, here we go. Come on, get it over with. Yeah. And the man actually took it really well. And he nodded. He was like, I understand how you feel. And I was like, thank you. Um, I got them. And from the first run on during which I used them, I was so hooked and so fanatical. We thought we were okay with wires because we'd we never we never not had wires yeah. before. It's an amazing thing to not have wires. Like it is just you don't realize how much like it actually changes your running form because you're huh. holding your phone in like a way as to not, you know, yeah, drag yeah. the things out of your ears. And I personally am always doing that thing where I'm wrapping I'm trying to wrap it the perfect amount around my wrist so that it's yeah, like no, perfectly me too. I comfortable. Do that too. Yeah. It's which is like one and a half wraps, which you yeah, can't do. It, no, that's yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's such a beautiful thing, the AirPods. I mean, they are insanely priced, of course, and it is infuriating that I've been bullied into buying them by this partnership between Mophie and Apple. But now I am like, 
now that you're out on the other side of this it's like stockholm syndrome yeah i'm like i love you thank you so much you have given you kidnapped me, me and i yeah. and i thought it was awesome exactly yeah. i just think they're great and now i use them all the time they come in a little thing that looks like dental floss um which i constantly think is dental floss on my kitchen table um but yeah, it's this little um, case so you, that charges them and also makes it so you don't lose them. And yeah, I just feel great about them. I, my my follow-up question was going to be, mm-hmm. what is our conversation going to look like when you lose one of them? I do think that will happen eventually. It seems... Oh, me too. <laughs> like, it seems like... Can you buy just one replacement? That's a great like, question. Are you going to spend $75 when that happens or $150? I, and like, what's that fight going to look like with I the Apple? I think given the conversation we've already had, they definitely don't sell them just as one. I think because you these are, are some greedy, correct. These are some greedy mother efforts. That said, <laughs> the, ins- the truly insane part of it is that they only last four hours. Um, and by my count, a little bit under. And guess what? I'm not that fast of a runner. I actually think I'm going to buy a second pair to carry around during the marathon because I need music for the entire marathon. And I think you need to bring corded headphones for the rest. So I've been doing that. You're going to carry your whole life with you. 100%. I've already bought like a weird belt. You have so much new embarrassing running gear. So much stuff. So much new stuff. And this belt, like it, you would think this would be the most embarrassing, but it's probably not. Oh, definitely not. I don't even, I'll have to think that through for a later episode. What is the most embarrassing thing I bought for the marathon? But we're going to talk about fit, fitness routines oh, right. sometime, yeah. sometime. So I'll, I'll, I'll work on it in advance of that episode. But yeah, anyway, that's my, um, that's how I went from someone who was uh, digging my heels in the ground, refusing to buying AirPods to someone who's about to be the owner of two sets. Well, in a matter of really, weeks. It really worked on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it really worked on you. Yeah. What do you, what sort, what sorts of things are you doing these days? Um, I came late to This Is Us, mm-hmm. um, a television yeah. show I have marketed to you pretty yeah. consistently. And it really came out of nowhere, though. I never heard you say a thing about it. And yeah. then you were binging it. Yeah. So I hadn't been watching any TV mm-hmm. for a while. And th- and like when I said that to somebody, they were like, oh, like humble brag. I'm like, I'm not. I like I actually yeah. I think you I like should. Yeah. TV and I, I think like, I don't know. I think you should consume some television because yeah, people watch television yeah. and it's, yeah, it's part like of the being, cultural yeah. conversation. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, no, it's good to know what's, what's out there. Yeah. Um, but there was just like nothing that I was like that psyched to watch and mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, well, you also had a busy summer. We, we've been writing a book. Yeah. True. 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 Other place. So you were traveling. Yeah. And yeah. I do like, and I do like reading, um, and like struggle to give that up. Um, and so in the midst of that stuff, yeah. um, but I don't know what like got me to have just finally sit down and watch This Is Us. Part of it is certainly that I love Mandy Moore and Mila Ventimiglia. Yeah. So um, what's interesting is you love Mandy Moore, but do you love her as an actress or did this start with her being a pop star or what? Nope. Just her as personality. As a person. Yeah. Okay. How'd that come about? Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe it actually started with Entourage. She's really good on Entourage. Do you remember yeah, but I actually just located this. Did you? Remember, I, it's a theory. When we... <laughs> yeah, because there's a good lean-in happening. Yeah, no, yeah. I've like got one hand on my chin and one hand spread Yeah, you're doing emoji thinking face, yeah. for sure. So there was... I was actually just thinking about this the other day, about how 
during the golden era of the female pop stars that happened in the 90s yeah there, there was like how in this terribly fucked way it was like you always they had to be pitted against each other yeah and so there was christina and Brittany and jessica and mandy yeah those four um and it was like all they all had to be put in their own box or like who was gonna win or whatever and yeah i was just thinking about that the other day but like if you were one of those you oh, would definitely, definitely be, be mandy. mandy yeah 100 percent yeah like yeah, i yeah. think yeah this makes sense actually i have no more questions yeah, <laughs> i answered no them all questions. for myself <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. But I did, I will say, really like her on Entourage. Okay, also. yeah, no, and, I, and she, she was kind good of like played Entourage, herself yeah. and yeah, like yeah. got down with that. Um, and she was married to Ryan Adams. Yeah, totally. Which is a, which is a real curveball. curveball. Yeah, curveball <laughs> if I ever saw one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was on board with her. I also follow her on social media. Okay. Like her there. Okay. Um, anyway, um, you have no <laughs> questions about why I like Mila Ventimiglia. That makes sense to you well, because Gilmore Girls, right? Yeah, kind of. And again, like that's the he guy also, you like. like yeah, he looks—he like looks like a boy at a crush yeah, in college. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I was like, I had that much buy into the okay. show, and I feel like as much coverage as the show has gotten, mm-hmm. and as much as I've consumed about it, I still didn't totally get what the show was about. Yeah, no, I didn't. I thought I did, and then I still didn't until you told me recently. I was like, oh. So the premise of the show yeah. is that Mandy Moore and Milo Ventimiglia are a married couple. Mm-hmm. And they have three children, triplets. Mm-hmm. Um, one is adopted, which is like a bit of a complicated mm-hmm. thing that's answered right away. Okay. Um, and the other three main characters on the show, who you're, who everybody's very familiar with from mm-hmm. seeing like, you know, Sterling K. Brown, mm-hmm. um, Chrissy Metz, um, the other actor that I cannot think of. Mm-hmm. Um, those are their children, but as adults. So, there, so there's a lot of flashing back. So there's flashing back and forth uh-huh. all the time. Okay. Um, and that's just like core to the show. I mean, this explains a lot because I was really confused by Milo Ventimiglia's fashion sense. Um, yeah, because so I didn't realize it was so. A like the show starts in 1979. Um, I tried watching it a while ago, and I got like exactly two minutes and thirty seconds in. Claire, because I was so the the opening scenes tell me everything about a show I don't want to be watching. It was like, and I believe you yeah. that if I gave it longer, but the opening scene is a pregnant Mandy Moore doing a sexy dance. Like, like fake sexy embarrassing, dance. Yeah, yeah, for her husband. And then it cuts to Chrissy Metz staring longingly into a case of cake and pastries looking sad. And I was just like, save the drama for your mama. I can't, like, I just, I wasn't into it. Um, I think that scene with Chrissy Metz is the most heavy handed scene yeah. with her on the entire show. I think that like there are a lot of conversations about weight and like how it affects her mm-hmm. self-esteem and her self-perception. And but it also like but it really comes back a lot to her personal relationships and all of this yeah. stuff. And there is really so little of that that turns yeah. you off throughout yeah. the rest of the series. No, it was more. And it's like I believed. I mean, I literally I, it was. It was so, I watched so little. I wasn't in a place to judge it. I was just like, oh, I'm not in, I can't can't watch a show that's only here to make me cry. Okay. So it is, it is not only here to make you cry. Um, So I, it's like, it, it gets described as a dramedy, which might be pushing it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely highs and lows. Um, And I was just like, I think part of the why I was having trouble watching television is that I've just really struggled to watch straight comedy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's just like too much darkness right. in the world right now mm-hmm. that watching straight comedy just feels like, I don't know, not wanting to deal with feelings or yeah. emotions or just like mm-hmm. really shutting the door yeah. on that shit. Yeah. And 
when I started watching this, I was like, oh, it's just like kind of cathartic to have this thing that is emotional, but like manageably emotional. Hmm. Like you could cry about this thing because it's like a small cry as opposed to Jesus Christ, the world is ending. My friend Tanya sends selfies to the group chat every time the show is on. And it's just her face just so red and puffy and soaked in tears. I mean, I think there are certain people who like that, like <laughs> the release. cathartic cry. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. I'm not a huge crier. OK. Um, yeah. And I like I cry sometimes yeah. or like get eye watery sometimes. But yeah. it's not I'm not like I'm going to turn this on and the right. floodgates are going to open. Okay. okay. Um, so there was this Washington Post um writer who wrote this is a really good headline you need a hug and a good cry america and that's what this was this is us was made for um and there's a line in it that is um this is us satisfyingly counters its ups with precisely enough downs it's a show that is pleasant and sad but not too sad not right now no thank you hmm um, it kind of, when you were describing it to me, it reminded me of that era of like late '90s, early 2000s, or like mid '90s, like Party of Five, Ally McBeal, um, Private Practice, um, all those those shows where it was like you just like felt like you were part of the family, brothers and sisters. Um, well, the thing, the other thing I told you is that the the thing that got me to like really mm-hmm. go deeper, go deep, is that someone I think it was like the Guardian or something described it as the best family drama since friday night lights and i was like oh well sold (laughs) like i'm here for this so how far into it are you are you all caught up i'm I'm caught up yeah there's only one season to catch up on right now and two episodes um it's like it's very easy to dive deep into parenthood no but that's the other comparison that it gets people like people love parenthood um and i've never i've never seen that the 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 Truth of the matter is I'm really not immune to any television. No. Like if I watch enough, I like it all. Um, and I, I would, I'm sure I would become very addicted very quickly to this. Um, I have one more case to make to you yeah. that I haven't made to you yet. Okay. So Mandy and Milo's characters are Jack and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely set up to be like relationship goals okay. at the top of the series. Mm-hmm. But the people who emerge as the real relationship goals are Sterling K. Brown and Susan Kelechi Watson's characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sterling K. Brown just won an Emmy for the yeah. show. So, like, there's no debating mm-hmm. that he's, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Susan Kelechi Watson was just interviewed fairly recently by The Cut about their relationship and what makes it special. And I think this is going to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Let me give it a try. Um, <laughs> so the question was, what do you think is so special about that marriage? And her answer, I think they want to be married. It's just been a long time since we've seen people enjoy a marriage and fight for it and really care about one another and like each other. And what we're learning is that that's not boring. You know, marriage is either one of two things. It's boring or somebody's trying to get out of it. What we've been missing for a long time is seeing two people who actually really choose one another and they actually continue to choose one another. And that's where they want to be. No matter what the high or the low is, they choose to be together. And there's drama that really is interesting and fulfilling in that. I think that's what's drawing people to them. That is lovely. Are you going to cry now? No, but I, <laughs> I'm sure I would cry at the show. That's the thing. I just cry so much at real life. I just wonder sometimes if I need to be cry. See, I am a crier in real life. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why I don't gravitate towards these things. I mean, I cry. I cried the other day when Liz told us that her boyfriend's parents were going to meet her parents. Yeah, totally. I didn't cry then. No, I cried at that. I I cried when our press team was asking me to describe why I liked the marathon so much. I yeah. just do a lot of crying without these shows. You yeah, know? you totally do. Yeah. Um, want to know something else I'm really into lately? Yeah. Super obscure. Sneakers. Excuse me? Sneakers. How do you spell it? <laughs> S-N. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. It's surprise marathon thing. Yeah. Um, I, so my, my feet, my ankles have really been hurting and swelling and swelling. And it occurred to me that wearing a sensible shoe really helps. Yeah. And, and aerosols, it was not available to you. So you went straight to the Nike store. I've been doing like a fashion. I don't even know. Is it a fashion sneaker? How would you describe it? No, I think it's just called a sneaker. I just wearing <laughs> a sneaker. Like not it's a not like, sneaker. It's not designed by Gucci or something. No, it's that's a true. Nike shoe. It's like, a, I just have been wearing like, I just, I just feel like I'm, I'm starting to understand how people become sneakerheads, and I don't think it's usually because they have sore ankles from marathon no, training. No, it's not. It usually starts from a different place. But I basically am just like, wow, sneakers are so much more comfortable than the ballet flats, the slides, the whatevers that. Well, they have insoles and wearing. arch support. The yeah. arch support is really where it's at for me, and so then I started being like, oh, I'll just this one pair of like neutral colored sneakers that will go with a lot of the stuff I'm wearing and then you just fall into this rabbit hole of being like well they make them in all the colors and I like that color too and I just get really into them and I just in general have lost a lot of vanity that I used to have before I was doing this marathon training and the sneakers have been at once like the last nail in the coffin and also my little bit of joy of like of, of, of finding this world of finding this yeah I'm super pro you getting into sneakers mm-hmm. I'm like seeing your collection of sneakers <laughs> I'm like it's have more mixed feelings about. it's really addictive and I actually I haven't put my finger on why it is that like every week I'm like oh I need a new pair I need a new pair and maybe it's because I my my wardrobe is not um doesn't feel built for sneakers well I also think now you know exactly what it feels like to be a boy like who doesn't yeah. care about fashion at all. Yeah. Who's just like, I wear That's a right. jean and a t-shirt and I like have seven pairs of sneakers. This is my one of form yeah. of self-expression. Yeah. My, my piece That's of That's an interesting take on it too. Yeah. 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 I just have this need, like I just constantly am like feeling like I need a new one to go with a new outfit. Because that is the other thing. I really am not a sneaker person. I didn't wear sneakers a lot before. Now that I'm wearing them out of necessity, it is slowly becoming something that I'm doing just because I like it. Yeah. It's a very new phase for me. It's a new thing. I don't know. I'm not a sneaker person or... I, I wasn't, but I am. Maybe I am. This is this is me now. This is who I am now. This is us. You have three pairs of sneakers that look exactly the same. So those Let's are talk different. about them. Okay, so those are different. So the shoe, those are not part of my the new sneaker identity that I've developed. Mm-hmm. So to go running, I wear the um the Nike Pegasus. I think they're called the Nike Pegasus Zoom. And it's just like a classic, sturdy, really good for distance running shoe because it has like the perfect amount of support. Okay. Um, and it is a pale blue. Okay. I also tested out the Nike, I want to call 4%. Um, I don't actually 4%. know. It doesn't, it's like for people who want to be really fast. And the fact of the matter is I'm not interested in being fast. I'm just interested in surviving. Finishing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's in the same colorway. As the Nike Pegasus. And then I like the Nike Pegasus so much and was wearing it so much that I bought the same one and I just really like that colorway. So that's how I have three that all look the same. Because two actually are the same. Can the 4% go? Can, what are we doing with them? <laughs> Why are they there? <laughs> I Because they're such a... Um, We've really gotten off topic here because they're not part of my fashion sneaker um, thing. You know, it's because your topic was sneakers. You're right. They are um, they are so um, people. The running community is so obsessed with these because they're they're such an innovation. They're so cool. Yeah. And 
I'm just like one day maybe. But are you I'll such an them. innovation in speed? No, sure <laughs> I'm not. I'm an innovation in like everything hurts all the yeah. time. Okay. Um, no, I. So that's why I have all of those. But none of those are sneakers that I would wear like yeah. to the office. The Please ones note that, that I w- you didn't answer my question. I know. Going. That's yeah. why I was like, why are you asking me about the shoes? The, the running shoes. That's an entirely different topic. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a tip I'd like to share okay. for women trying to incorporate sneakers into their wardrobe in a bigger yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been buying men's sneakers. I just think they come in much better colors. Oh, for sure. And just there are more of them. There are more of them. So, and they're what, like a one and a half size down or something? One size so, down? Yeah. It, I'm like two two sizes down. Okay. Um, it, de- it depends, depends on like, how like, wide yeah, and Yeah, one and a half to two. Yeah. Um, and I'm re- like, I really like the internationalist, which Nike only makes in a men's style right now. I just think they just look better. Well, I don't. I, this is one of those things where like, I actually don't know why we're making men's and women's sneakers differently. Are like, are men's and women's feet different? I have I no idea either. I do think that the men's ones you buy are a little wider, so they never fit quite as well. My feet are wide. That's, that's just that, that's not yeah. a men and women thing. That's just a like, what is your foot like? thing? Yeah, I don't know. Chris got really annoyed with me, though, when my most recent pair, because he was like, those look way too much like my sneakers. Send them back. He was <laughs> Send them back. <laughs> That's exactly the words he used. Send them back. Um, anyway, so I'm just here basically on this meandering um, narrative about the, all the sneakers I've been buying to say. I'm just really, you know, I know that it's not always the best look, but I just am so into comfort these days. Totally. I'm just doing a sneaker look. And so that's the new me. Yeah. So if you see me walking down the street wearing a nice outfit, but then a pair of sneakers with it looking like um, Melanie Griffith and Working Girl, that's who I am now. Totally. That is who I am now. That's the movie, right? Working Girl? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets off that Jersey train with her sneakers That's on. like, actually, it's not different. It's not like I have become someone who wears like streetwear. Like I'm not like Bella Hadid. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, where yeah, she yeah. wears a track A crop pant. top and a track pant. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, it's not your work look now. That's not me now. It would like be easier if I could transition to that. But no, instead, I just been wearing the same clothes that I was always wearing and incorporating a sneaker into but it. But you're not alone in that. Yeah, well, no, I'm not. And I, I'm just, you know... Rise up, ladies. Let's let's all wear sneakers. <laughs> let's all do it. Um, you've been listening to a few things. Yeah. You can catch us on Stitcher, iTunes, Overcast FM, all the places, all, all the, the places, places you get your podcasts. Um, you can find us on the internet at ofakind.com, on Instagram at ofakind. Do we do other socials? Those are the big ones. The tweets. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, if you want to email us, if you want to advertise, it's advertising at ofakind.com. And if you just got some thoughts and feelings, it's a few things at ofakind.com. Please know that I really like it when people email thoughts and feelings. And oh, my feedback. gosh. Totally. Even when it's bad. I really like hearing it. Yeah, totally. I read it all. Yeah, something I want to know. Do people want an Alex updates anytime soon? Let us Alex know. Alex has told us that he has updates for yeah. us, actually. Yeah. yeah. But do people want to hear them? That's a great question. Anyway, Unclear. that's the show. Bye. So many of you guys write in and ask about our theme song. It is called Butterfield East, and it is composed and performed by the Soulful Saints. You can check them out over at DallaRecords.com.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.